If you have been holding that blunt for way too long and you should probably pass it and quit talking, go ahead and click subscribe. Rasta Jeff, you bad motherfucker. All right, here we go. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Rasta Jeff. This is episode 807 of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. We've got a fun show lined up for you in this episode. We're going to give away free seeds. That's right. I'm going to give away free iRe genetic seeds. Hang out. We'll talk more about that in this episode. A uh, quick reminder, if you are owed free seeds, please send me a reminder and put the word prizes in the subject line. That will help me find your free seeds. I'll get those out to you right away. Also, I want to give a big shout out to everybody who gave me some love, some compliments, and some feedback on the new intro to the podcast uh, through Natalie Rise in there on the last episode. Thank you for all the feedback on that. I put a lot of effort, a lot of time and energy and work into those intros. To, so to get all that feedback feels good, makes it worth all my time and energy. Thank you guys for all of that. Also, let's talk about the Groovy Gravy Secret Stash coming up this weekend. Cannot wait to see everybody there. If you come to my booth and buy a pack of seeds, the first 120-ish people to buy a pack of seeds will get a free tester pack of P91 Cross to Jack the Ripper. All you got to do is buy a pack of seeds, stop by the booth, see what's up. Cannot wait to see you guys at the Secret Stash. All right, where do we go from there? It looks like it's time to jump into everybody's favorite part of the podcast. Let's do the email portion of today's show. This this message came from the Irie Direct Irie Genetics website, the Grow Help tab. If you go to my website, there are a bunch of tabs up there at the top. One of them says Grow Help. Click on that. You can send me a question. There's first question came from our friend Michael McCoy, and it goes a lot like this. It goes, Hey Rasta Jeff, I have Lemon Jeffrey, Maze, and Morning Dew that I have purchased from you. I have an early stage of thrips, and I have started treatment with neem oil. I've been spraying every other day for a few days now. Can I still feed my plants even though I am treating them with neem oil? I use Remo nutrients and the plants are right around a month old. Uh, so you've got a case of thrips. You've been spraying neem oil every other day. Uh, eventually that neem oil is going to start causing more problems than those thrips. I would settle down on the neem oil. Uh, in fact, I don't recommend or use neem oil at all in my grow. Uh, neem oil is banned in commercial production in Colorado. I would recommend a uh, more strategic pesticide. Uh, I would also do uh, research on why neem oil is not recommended. There are a lot of uh, side effects to neem oil you may not want to be involved in, but I would recommend switching pesticides. I would recommend something like Evergreen or Azimax or even uh, Monterey Garden Spray with Spinosad. Uh, that would be, that'd be much more beneficial and useful than the neem oil. The neem is gonna start suffocating the plants. Uh, it's gonna make your plants taste like shit when you smoke them. So I would switch that up uh, and stop spraying every other day. That's a little bit excessive. You're gonna start clogging up those plants. They can't breathe. Uh, that will cause more problems. Also, other than sprays, I would consider a soil dredge. Drench that soil. Those uh, those thrips are living a little bit in the leaves, but at nighttime, they go down and they sleep and they uh, make shelter in your soil. So maybe treat that soil. Consider that as well. Also do a little bit of defoliation down there at the bottom of the plant. The main question was, should I be feeding these plants? Yes, uh, they need all the food, all the energy they can get, even though they're getting attacked by bugs and you're spraying them, they still do need to be fed. They need energy, they need nutrition, just like you do. You can't battle bugs, you can't grow, uh, you can't live your life if you don't eat. The plants are the same way, so you've got to feed them. Uh, but I would definitely focus on getting rid of those thrips. Defoliate, uh, rotate your pesticides. If you've been spraying neem every other day for a few days now, 
Uh, they're getting used to it. Just imagine if you woke up every day and I sprayed some funky chemical in your face. The first day you'd go, ah, oh, that fucking sucks. By day three, you'd go, ah, that's kind of terrible. By about the eighth day, you'd go, yeah, there's that fucking spray again. And you just get up and go about your day. Your thrips are doing that with your neem oil. The first day they went, oh God, that's a lot of shit. By now they're going, yeah, there's that neem oil again. And they're making babies that are prepared for neem oil. They've just uh, evolved. You've got super thrips now. You've got to switch up your, your strategy. Multiple modes of attack. Uh, attack the soil, attack the uh, the leaves, do some defoliating, and then hit it with multiple pesticides in a rotation. All right, my dude, uh, Mr. McCoy, you have won a free pack of seeds since I did read your uh, message here on the podcast. Please send me your shipping address with a real name. Uh, I don't want to send stuff to people with weird stoner names, so put a real name on there. I'll ship that package to you. Uh, if you were in the States, if you're in Canada, you are going to win uh, a t-shirt or a hoodie or something like that because the Canadian government does not want any more iRegenetic seeds going past the border. Please do send me your address in the subject line. Please do put prizes so that I know why you're sending me a message and then I can find that much more easily. All right, let's keep rolling. We finally got a good rhythm going. This next message also came from the Grow Help tab on the iRegenetics website. This one came from somebody that wants to be called Andrew. And the question goes just like this. It says, Rasta Jeff, how are you, my guy? Bro, I'm high as giraffe pussy. I'm having a good day. Got a lot of stuff done. I was hanging out on Discord. Join us on Discord. It's a good time. Uh, but all is well. Uh, it says, I'm a fairly new listener and a first-time writer. Welcome to the gang, bro. Says my wife is having some new problems with severe panic attacks. Oh, that's terrible. I've had panic attacks before. Uh, kind of crippling, makes you feel totally weird and out of place. It says, I know how much you care and how much knowledge you have on everything cannabis. So my question starts here. Which strain or strains do you recommend from your lineup to start as a baseline? If this issue continues with my wife, I'm going to have to shoot my shot at breeding her something special, but I need to do a lot more research first. Uh, my friend Andrew, luckily I've done a lot of breeding and a lot of work to get you a head start. You may not have to breed your own plants. There may be something in my lineup that will definitely help uh, with your wife's anxiety. The thing is with cannabis and with most medicines, it's all going to be, uh, first of all, it's going to be plant specific. We'll say it's plant phenotype specific, but it's also body chemistry specific. Uh, things that I smoke make Mike's heart race and they make me calm down and normal. Uh, some things that make Mike normal make me lazy. So it's all about our different body chemistry and how our brains and bodies react to different uh, terpenes, cannabinoids, esters, all the compounds in the plants which we are smoking. So I can make some recommendations, but I've got to recommend on like totally opposite ends of the spectrum. And you try one thing and it's either going to fix her anxiety or she's going to have the worst panic attack of her life while she's high. And then if that's the case, you got to go to the other end of the spectrum and that one's either going to fix her or like I said, she's going to have a panic attack. So unfortunately, the way to figure this out, I think is to just smoke a couple of different things and see which one works. Let me make some recommendations. I've got a traumatic brain injury. I hit my head. We'll talk just a little bit about this. I hit my head right here, uh, right about where the headphones sit. I dinged my head pretty good in 2015. I was going down uh, some stairs to get a chair. I think the doorway had to be about 6'2", because I'm 6'5". And that shit hit me right here, clipped me super good. I was out immediately. Uh, I bounced down the stairs on the back of my head. I woke up. Uh, I kind of knew where I was and who I was, but that was about all the details I had. I didn't know what happened. I didn't know why I was there. Uh, I was at a friend's going away party. Uh, I did not say goodbye to them to the best of my knowledge. I don't remember, but I've got some weird effects from that traumatic brain injury. They still are there. It's been about 15 years, I guess, to eight years ago. It's been a long time. See, brain injury effects. Anyway, when I smoke lemon Jeffrey and ter uh, plants with high lemonine terps, 
a lot of the uh, the skips and clogs and brain issues, they kind of subside and go away with the lemon jeffrey and high limonene terps. Uh, Jack the Ripper helps me out. Uh, but also, Jack the Ripper gives some of my friends, my buddy Petro can't smoke Jack the Ripper because he gets fucking extremely high and wants to have a major panic attack. So for me, those terps do a really good thing. For other people, it puts them on the edge. The first thing I would recommend is the lemon jeffrey though, because that makes my little my little problems, it definitely helps them go away. Then another product from my lineup that works to put everybody in a good mood. It's one of my daily smokes. If it's daytime, uh, if I want to get some shit done, but also kind of just have a little buzz, you know what I mean? Not get super wrecked and go sit on the couch, but a uh, little little dishes energy, a little vacuum energy, because vacuuming and doing the dishes sucks. But if I smoke some orange gasm, bro, we'll do all the dishes and not even give a shit. I'll be looking for other dishes to clean. I'll take out the trash, I'll mop the floor just because I'm so blazed on orange gasm that it's a good day. Nothing could go wrong. So the lemon jeffrey and orange gasm are two that I would definitely recommend to start testing out uh, anxiety for my strains. But you got to hang out with her because these could also, it could backfire. Like I talked about uh, my brain chemistry, her brain chemistry. I don't know you. Uh, it could be way different or it could be completely the same. I do have notes. Let me read some of my notes here. Um, so some of the JTR crosses, I should mention this, maybe way too much for some people. Some of the Jack the Ripper crosses may be beautiful for some people with anxiety. When I smoke it, it makes my brain right. Uh, when Petro smokes it, he just gets fucking racy and freaked out. So uh, go uh, go light with the Jack the Ripper stuff, but some of it may really work for you. If the limonene and the, the lemon Jeffrey, the orange gasm and the Jack the Ripper stuff doesn't work for you at all, I would try Big Mountain Fudge Cake. That is the totally opposite end of the spectrum for my breeding. Uh, completely different plants. I think that one would work well. Uh, it's got a just a, a heavy feeling to it when you smoke it. If you can find a pack of Moon Tower, that would be awesome. But those are sold out. I don't have any of those. I'm not going to make those again. But uh, maybe something with some Bubba Cushion there may be uh, good for the anxiety. That one calms me down, makes me super chill. I melt in the couch. Uh, that one, that's movie weed for me if I got to chill and watch a movie. Um, then we'll work into some of the Arise crosses. I get weird feedback on the Arise. For some people, the Arise makes them shoot up and get a bunch of, a bunch of energy. For some people, the Arise makes them melt in, into the couch and chill out. Arise crosses may be good for you. Some of the specific crosses I wrote down were Firefly, Sunkiss, Moon Tower, and Dark Hollow. Those may be great crosses for you to try for the anxiety. And I know it sucks that I'm just giving you like this big plate of options. You're going to have to buy stuff and grow it and try it. Uh, but with cannabis, like I keep saying, it's all about your body, your terps. I don't know what's going to work for you. It's uh, This is still something we're learning and something I'm definitely learning. And you're going to have to learn it with us and take a lot of notes. When you smoke something, write down, I smoked Lemon Jeffrey and I felt good. I felt bad. If you have a remarkable experience, most of the time people will remember. Um, I know somebody that got way too high on Lemon Wreath. And every time they see a jar of Lemon Wreath, they leave the room just because they know that that was a bad problem. When I smell tequila... I remember that fucking experience vividly. So uh, maybe try the Big Mountain Fudge Cakes and Bubba Kush sort of stuff. Then the last thing I wrote down is Purple Heart. I've got a strain called Purple Heart. That strain was made for veterans with PTSD, night terrors, and anxiety. This one should be great for you. The thing is, you're not going to get any of the uh, the psychedelic fun head buzz. It's just going to be mostly calming, which may be what your wife is looking for. The thing about Purple Heart is it is not available on the website. It's not available commercially anywhere. You've got to contact me for the Purple Heart. Fortunately, you wrote a message that got read on my show. So guess what? I owe you a free pack of seeds anyway. So please send me your address. 
Um, send me a little note that this is for your wife with anxiety issues. You want it as a prize on the show. And I will pack you up a special pack of Purple Heart seeds. I don't have any ready to go right now, but this message does deserve a pack of Purple Heart. I'd love to get you one of those. Maybe I'll send you a, a more sativa dominant strain to get you started. You could try both ends of the spectrum, see if that works. Then reach out. Let me know how it goes, and I'll do my best to adjust uh, my recommendations based on your feedback. We'll get your wife dialed in, get her anxiety free so that she can enjoy her life and you can enjoy your wife and your life together. Uh, my dude, he wraps it up though. There is more to this. It says, with much love from Andrew P.S. Thank you for being such a positive person. Andrew, thank you for the great message. Uh, thank you for giving me the opportunity to help you and the wife. I look forward to getting your address and I look forward to getting some feedback on the strains that I send your way. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I've got another message here on the table. This one came from a friend who wants to be called. Uh, they didn't put a name, so you don't get to be called anything. How about we just call you Jamie? Big shout out to my friend Jamie. It says, Rasta Jeff, I'm a frequent flyer on your emails, and I really appreciate when a busy man like yourself finds time to respond to me. Bro, I'm just a normal person uh, living the dream, so uh, thank you for making that dream possible. It says, quick off topic, your lemon Jeffries are in day 42, and wow, what an explosive plant. Bro, I try to warn you guys, these plants veg like monsters. They go super fast. Be ready. It says the branches are definitely being supported with bamboo sticks. Otherwise, everything would be horizontal. Yeah, bro, you got to give them some support. Uh, they get beefy, they get heavy, and they will fall over. That's a good sign, bro. That means you got some big, fat, chunky buds, which is what we all want. He said, I heard this on your nutrient episode, and I've heard this from experienced growers. If you are careful, you can raise your uh, PK booster dose slightly higher than normal if you are careful and know what you're doing. Uh, that's absolutely true. If you know what to look for, uh, you can push the plants. If you've got a good eye, uh, if you can identify a nutrient burn, uh, if it's nitrogen, phosphorus, potassium, whatever you're overdoing, uh, because then things are going to start, you're going to see deficiencies and overfeeds at the same time if you go too hard. But if you know what you're doing and know what to look for, you can do it. Uh, then he says, what are the precursor signs of nutrient burn to look out for when doing this? Right now I am raising shine to two and a half grams. That's a good move right there, bro. Go slow, but do keep raising it. Says, I don't want to get any further than this. It is working. Even watering up to one to two grams seems to be working like a charm. Sort of sounds like common sense. Slowly acclimate your plants to a higher dose. Uh, it's because, is it because more tolerant, let's see, this sentence is hard to read, because more tolerant uh, if you do it this way. Yeah, that makes sense now. Uh, that's just a thought of mine, not a fact I looked up. No, that makes total sense, bro. Just like, uh, just like I talked about the bugs earlier that are building resistance, they're getting stronger every day. Your plants are going, oh, he gave me two grams. We can handle two grams. The next day you give them 2.1 and they go, yeah, that's a little push. I know what to do with this. Uh, if you jump up immediately, they may freak out and go, oh, that was way too much, bro. And they may fry up on you. Totally does make sense. Uh, the main question here was, how can I tell if my plants are getting overfed? That's a really good question. We want to push them. The one thing I usually talk about when our plants are getting overfed is what I call their fingernails getting done. Just imagine the leaves on your plants or the the lady the fingers of a lady and they got their fingernails done. They're starting to just look a little bit crispy at the tips. That is the first sign to look for of an overfed plant. Those tips will start getting, uh, they may turn brown, they may turn yellow, they may get crispy, but right at the tip of all the big leaves, that's where you're going to notice it. Uh, most likely where you're going to notice it first with most nutrient issues. So you're going to see the nails getting done. Then uh, they may get pale up the middle. When you see that pale up the middle, you may think you need to feed, feed something more. That's because everything is out of whack. Stop feeding so much, kind of pull back a little bit. Uh, you may see crispy tips. You may see leaves starting to curl. 
Uh, they may get kind of crispy, papery, leathery, and then just start doing, throwing up gang signs. And they're throwing up gang signs saying, fuck you, bro, fix me. That's what they're doing. Uh, you may just see leaves that are weirdly dry, leaves that the plant is wet, but there are just a few leaves on there that are dry and crispy. That's a sign of either overfeed or a nutrient or a pH problem, which when you start overfeeding, you do create pH problems. Then you start fighting the pH problem. You start overfeeding. Then you throw everything all out of whack. You got to start fresh. Uh, so just pay attention. As soon as those leaf tips start looking like they're burnt, uh, maybe dial back just a little bit or, or maybe just keep going just like you are, unless it gets worse. Um, I like just a little touch of burnt tips. That's how you know you're fucking pushing them. That's like they're sweating. You know what I mean? They're starting to get ripped in there. They're doing the work. That's what we want from these plants. We want to put them in turbo mode, but we don't want to burn them up like a rocket ship. Um, then also other things to look out for. I've got some more notes here. Too much nitrogen in flower, especially in early flower, uh, will start to make your plants a little bit stretchy. Instead of building buds, they'll get taller. They'll just start making a lot of fiber. Uh, where the bud sites are, there will be a lot of space and they'll never fill in. That's because you're feeding too much nitrogen. Uh, some of the, uh, this happens in dog walker, especially this happens in white walker. This happens in, um, a lot of the strain, a lot of the, uh, the cushier, uh, what am I saying? The chem dog strains, you'll notice this in, if you overfeed them, instead of making that one big donkey dick cola right at the top, you'll get a bunch of golf balls that make what I call the stairway. You get one bud here, one bud here, one bud here, and they just kind of rotate around the plant and make a spiral staircase. It never really fills in the way that it could have if you didn't overfeed it. So some of the chem dogs and cushy stuff, they will react that way if you overfeed them. Also, on some of the more sativa stuff, you might start seeing excessive foxtailing. That can be from overfeeding. Uh, so that could be a sign to look out for. But that's going to be uh, like on a longer finishing plant. Uh, you'll notice they're starting to just create more growth. And that's because the plant's getting so much nitrogen. It's going, hey, maybe uh, maybe I'm going to just keep on going. So it starts spitting out new growth, turning light green, looking a little foxtaily. All right, my dude, I think I answered your question quite thoroughly here. Uh, thank you for the great question. Thank you for the continued correspondence and the support. Of course, please do send me an email with your shipping address and your real name so I can get you out a free pack of Irie Genetic Seeds. Once again, do put prizes in the subject line so I can find those prizes, send those out and get everybody caught up. If I do owe you prizes and you haven't got them, please send me a gentle reminder. I sent out about 20 packs uh, yesterday and the day before, maybe it was the day before that, but I sent out a bunch of packs, you guys. They should be getting to you soon. Send me a message if you think I owe you seeds. All right, I've got one more message to read here on the show. Which one are we going to do? This one is the one we're going to do right now. This one came from our friend. Oh, it's called The Man With No Name. So that's easy enough. Big shout out to our friend, The Man With No Name. Hey, bro, I owe you a free pack of seeds, but please do send me a name because that's how I can label the box and get it to you. You know the drill. I've said it enough times. The question goes, if... If I put a male plant that was about to release pollen under 18.6 light cycle for two weeks, would it continue to throw pollen or would it stop immediately? That's a very good question. I got a quick answer. Uh, it will keep going. It's going to take a little while for that plant to say, oh, you've changed the light. You've changed shit. Uh, I will change too. And then once it decides to change, it's got to adjust all the hormones. It will take a little while. Honestly, male plants are a little more difficult to uh, stop flowering and re-veg than a female plant. Just just seems to be the case in my experience. I've re-vegged a lot of plants, males and females. Uh, I've sex tested a lot of plants by putting them under 12-12 and tried to flip them back. The males are always the most stubborn to go back in my experience. So he will take a little while to stop. Maybe uh, at least a week, maybe 10, maybe 14, maybe 21 days, depending on a lot of things. Um, how far into flower did he get? It says uh, he's about to release pollen. Um, so he, he's like, he's already there, bro. It's hard to get him to stop. You know that feeling, bro. He's about to let it go. It's hard to get him to stop. 
you don't want to stop when you're that close. Either does he. So it's going to take quite a while. It depends on how far into flower you went. It depends on what you're feeding. Uh, it also depends on the spectrum and intensity of your light. If it's getting sunlight, it may revert, uh, re-veg much more quickly. If it's getting like a weak T5 light, it's going to take a lot longer, uh, maybe impossible without enough light. There's a second part to the question. It says, thank you in advance for asking or answering my question. You are clearly the man. My dude, thank you for uh, sending a great question. Thank you for the continued support. Um, I think I got time for one more question. That was going to be the last one. I looked over. We haven't gone nearly long enough. Let's bang out one more bonus question. I should put up some graphics. Bonus question. Now that's obnoxious. We'll just keep going. This one also came from the Grow Help tab. This one came from our friend Hemp Toad. I like the name. Shout out to my buddy Hemp Toad. Hey, bro, you know the drill. Please do send me your email or your shipping address so that I can get you a free pack of Irie Genetic Seeds. The question goes like this. What's groovy, Rasta Jeff? Everything is groovy, baby. I hope you're having a good day, bro. Then it says, you can call me Hemp Toad. And then he gives me another name also. It says, your preference. I'm going with Hemp Toad, bro. That's the coolest name I've seen all day. Then it says, how are you holding up, man? Bro, I'm doing pretty good. I'm hanging out with you. I'm doing a podcast. I'm almost done with the work for the week. Got a bunch of good friends watching on Discord right now. Shout out to the Discord gang that's watching me record this live. Been hanging out with them a lot, taking dabs. I invite you to come join us on Discord. All the cool kids are over there. This message says, I want to start off by saying thank you. If it wasn't for you on the podcast, I don't think I ever would have started growing. Bro, we are fueling a revolution. That is great news. I'm glad you're growing because of my podcast. That's an honor. Uh, thank you, especially if you are in a state where it is prohibited. You are breaking the law with my inspiration. Power to the people, bro. That's what we need here. It says, your words of encouragement were just what I needed to hear. They are a blessing, bro. That is awesome. You're going to make me cry on camera. Thank you. I fucking appreciate that. I know I'm exaggerating and being silly, but I truly do appreciate those words. It says, I appreciate you taking the time to provide all of us with this information for free. Congratulations on breaking 800 episodes. Looking forward to many more. Yeah, bro, at this point, there's no reason to stop. I got a good flow, got a nice setup here. You guys are watching. I will keep going. And thanks for noticing uh, that the content is free. Uh, free freedom, bro. I want everybody, just like you, I want everybody to grow the best weed that they can. I want them to get inspired. That way, uh, overgrow the government, bro. They can't take down all the grows. They can't stop us all. And then if we all, all the good growers teach everybody else how to grow, you guys are growing. Everybody's growing good weed. You don't go to a party and there's weed that comes around. You go, I'm going to pass. I want everybody to go, here's my weed. And I'm going to go, fuck you. I want to smoke that. That's the goal here. Everybody has high quality top shelf weed. Uh, no gatekeeping here. Let's lift everybody up. Let's get back on track. There's more to this message. It says, I never considered myself a grower until as of lately this year. I'd say it took a year to finally get a true grasp on everything. Ah, that's healthy ego, bro. Too many people come in and pop some seeds and grow a crop of mids and they're like, I'm the best grower on the block. I'm glad you're humble about it, bro. That means that you're able to learn. You've got a long way to go. You're going to be a badass grower. Welcome to the team. Uh, there's more. It says this year I produced some of my first flower. It was some sour bubba bag seed. I live in Georgia. Oh, be careful, bro. Uh, I don't know this person. This is all a hypothetical. This is all made up if anybody's watching. Uh, I live in Georgia. So having my own homegrown just beat everything I could possibly get my hands on here. Yes, I'm sure of that, bro. Uh, and just that feeling of nurturing your own plant. You grew up from seed. So you got to see it from its little, you got to smoke the weed it came from. Then you got to see the little baby all the way from a little speck all the way up to a bong rip. And that's definitely a very fulfilling feeling. Uh, it goes on though. It says, I went back and listened to all of the episodes I could, and I've listened to a few of them several times, bro. Thank you for the clicks on YouTube. 
Uh, I've been listening to you for almost two years, and I'm finally putting in the time to write you. It's about time, bro. Thanks for showing up. It says, most of the time someone asks what I need to know before, so now I've got a few questions. Isn't it weird how that works? So many people, when they meet me in person, they go, bro, it's so weird. I was going to send you an email two weeks ago, but then the week I was missed, I forgot to send it. You answered my question like I sent it, and you didn't even know. Uh, there's only so much time in the cannabis grow. There's nine weeks of flower, 10 weeks of flower. Then we got some veg, only so many weeks to talk about. But yes, I do feel like there's a lot of synchronicity when it comes to people's gardens and the subjects I choose to talk about. That's pretty awesome. I'm glad you've got a question. This one goes like this. Does the size of a cut matter when you're trying to make a clone? I'd like to, I would like a baby cutting around the size of a pinky, pinky finger to do as well as a cutting that is longer like an index finger. Have you ever thought of or considered uploading your videos to your website? Uh, more so asking you if thought of uploading your clone video to your website. Um, there's a couple questions in there. Size does matter when it comes to cutting clones because um, it's all about hormones. We need some hormones in that plant to keep the plant going. That makes it give the urge to make some roots. A little tiny plant's not going to have enough uh, life in it, in my opinion. It will work. It's just more of a struggle. A little bit of a longer stem. Uh, I like to leave one node and then the top of the plant that extra node down there is where a little bit of the hormones are stored it will keep that plant vigorous healthy happy uh, and it'll give it more opportunity to thrive in my opinion so uh, pinky finger is kind of short i'm going into if you go into a rapid rooter that pinky finger half of your clone is already buried uh, i'd want more up to get more air to get more airflow uh, to breathe a little bit more if you go into an easy cloner you got to put that bad dog almost all the way submerged nothing's showing up up top that's going to be a little bit wonky more like a index finger then you got more to work with and probably you've got your main leaves up top here you're going to have a node about here and about here and maybe even right down here there's a lot of hormones in there and those are really going to help the uh the overall health of your plant I know that is probably something most people don't think about, but if you leave a couple of those little, just little nubbins, you don't have to leave the whole leaf, just the little, the little shoot on there. There's hormones in there that will encourage the production of that clone. There is more to this. Let me find where I was uploading the videos to my website, bro. Uh, that's a lot of bandwidth. That's a lot of technology. And most importantly, that's fucking expensive, dude. So uh, no, that's probably not going to happen. I would like to find uh, eventually I will find a, uh, an alternative upload site other than YouTube. A lot of the other places charge money. Uh, they limit you on how much you can post. We'll get it figured out. I need, I need a, like I said earlier, I need a producer and an assistant to get some of that shit done with me. Let me find out where I was. There's more. It goes like this. Recently, I took some clones. I put them into flower before I wrote this email. I have them in a tray with eight cuts. These eight are over a week old and seem to still be alive and well. It sounds like you're doing good so far. It sounds like you're over the hump, honestly. Uh, when you move your clones into flower, do you also eventually transplant them or do you leave them in whatever you had them in? Okay, there's more. Let me keep going because so far this it, it got weird, but it makes sense now. Do you flower the clones out all the way to harvest or do you only put them in flower to determine the sex and then cull the clones? I'm just trying to figure out my approach since it's my first time doing it this way. So if I were going to throw the clones into flower, uh, their only purpose was to show me the sex. So uh, once they show me flower, I will uh, remove the corresponding males. The, all the male plants get away. And most of the time, all of those clones will get tossed. If their sole purpose was to show me sex, then I'll just toss those. Those don't get uh, potted. Those don't get used. Uh, they've done their job for what I wanted them to do. If I do plan on keeping that plant, it would definitely get up potted. I wouldn't grow it all the way uh, in just a little shell or just a little cube. I would at least put it in a cup. 
uh, maybe a one or a three gallon pot, give it some opportunity, depending on how big you want the plant to get. Uh, if you just want to have fun, you can grow that plant in a beer cup and veg it till it's about three and a half inches tall. It'll flower out about seven to 10 inches tall. It'll be a really cute representation of what your plant will look like. Uh, not a lot to smoke. It'll just be a couple of grams. But if you do a lot of those, that adds up quite quickly. So yeah, I would transplant those into bigger pots if you do plan on keeping them. If you're just going to use those as sex testing plants, uh, then those clones get tossed. Uh, if you have any, uh, any more use for them, then I would save them, put them into a bigger pot. I think I said that. Uh, it does go on. It says, do you have any kind of extra notes on the big mountain fudge cake strain? I've been thinking I'm ready to run some of your beans now that I've got a decent amount of fuck ups under my belt. Uh, bro, run the big mountain fudge cake because it is fairly easy to grow. If you're struggling and you've already got fuck ups and now you're confident, that big mountain fudge cake is going to bang for you. Uh, let me build a cliffhanger. I do have tips and tricks and advice for big mountain fudge cake, but not on this episode. You're going to have to watch the episode coming up in the future all about big mountain fudge cake. My dude, Zach, thank you for the great question. I hope I helped you out with your clone questions. I hope I got you going on the right path. If you have any follow-ups, you know how to reach out. Also, please do send me your shipping address so I can get you a free pack of Irie Genetics Premium Seeds. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, if you have sent me an email and I haven't read your question on the show, please don't feel discouraged. I've got a stack of emails over here that is two inches thick. Uh, be patient. Keep sending the questions. Maybe I'll get yours on the show soon. You never know. I get inspired. I go through, I read some stuff, and I say that one, that one. Sometimes I just pull them out randomly. We do them on the show. Please don't feel discouraged. I've got a lot of letters. I also have a lot of seeds. We're going to keep the free seed giveaway going until there's a reason to quit. So please don't get discouraged. Send in more grow questions. Of course, go to the Irie Genetics website. Go to the Grow Help tab. Click on there. Send me the question. I'll read it on the show. You'll win free seeds. I think that's all I've got for you for this episode, ladies and gentlemen. I'll be back in like one full week with fresh new content. If you have any questions, corrections, comments, or concerns, you know I would love to hear from you. The email address is growfromyourheart at hotmail.com. Also, make sure you check out the website at iregenetics.com. There's a link to the Discord. There's a link to the Patreon server. There's a link to iRedirect where you can get those seeds. And pretty soon, I will update the merch store. I'm taking all of the shirts and things to an event. They will be back on the website fairly soon. Also, I should mention this. There are a couple of bangers on iRedirect. That's right, dab bangers with my face etched into the bottom of them. They're made by DCS Glass. Uh, they are, there are uh, 14 millimeter and 10 millimeter. Maybe by the time you get to the website, your size and angle will be left. Go check it out, iredirect.com. All right, that's enough advertising for today. Let's wrap it up. I want to give a big shout out to my friend Trey K. And until next time, take a fat dab and give your mom a hug for me. Rasta Jeff, you bad motherfucker. Big up yourself every time, Rusty Jeff.